meet at 7. The women's group is going to start back up April 30th. Uh, they meet on Monday nights at 6.30, and their study is going to be called Knowing God by Name. And uh, there's a sign-up sheet for the women's group in the main foyer. And so if you could, uh, if you could sign up, that'd be great so we can get enough books for you for that class, all right? You don't need to sign up for the men's group, but you do for the women's group. Freedom for Life starts back up Tuesday, April 24th at 5.30. That's a ministry where you can deal with the hurts, the habits, and the hang-ups of life. Also, uh, coming up on the 27th, we're, which is a Friday night at 6.30, we're going to have the Muppets movie, a deeply theological film. Um, we figured out the last time we did a, a movie that uh, we had a bunch of families show up. We do them. They're all free. We don't take up any money or anything. We have popcorn and candy, and um, it's a really good night. We figured out, because all these families came with their kids, that... Uh, if you have a family with a bunch of little kids in it, you probably can't afford to go to the movies anymore. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's six, eight, ten bucks a head, plus popcorn is $57. And, uh, <laughs> right? So, um, so it's a really good deal for them to be able to come here, be a part, get some people in to, to meet us and see what's happening. And so if you know any uh, families, and, and it's, good, it's a great movie for kids of all ages. Uh, we invite you to come. That'll be on the 27th. Invite people. Tell them we're doing it. And uh, that's going to be a really good event. Also, at the end of today's message, I'm going to, I see a paper clip and that's going to make me nuts. Here we go. My OCD will kick in at some point. At the end of the message, we're going to do a, a little bit of church tradition. We've, we do this, and the church has done it for a long time. Um, I will, at some point, at the end of the message, I'm going to say, He is risen. And you're going to respond, He is risen indeed. So you just got to remember, indeed, is your, is your part, okay? Because I'll give you the He is risen, and you need to yell it back, but I got it for you. He is risen indeed. We're going to do that three times. Each time, it'll get a little louder. The third time that I go, He is risen, I'll be pretty loud. I want you guys to be really loud. Wake everybody up that's trying to sleep in today all over the island, okay? And uh, get them moving towards church. So that's coming. You'll know when. And uh, we're going to do that together. Today's message is called Easter Changes Everything. But I got a little story first because I know you like a little story before we get going. There's a, a woman, very strong Christian woman, who lives in a house, uh, obviously, a small house, and, and uh, she has made it her habit to go out on her patio every day and to pray. And she prays quite loudly, and uh, she's very steadfast in it, and that's how she connects with God. She's not trying to be showy or anything. It's just how she does it. She gets out there on her front patio and she prays. Well, her neighbor's an atheist, and uh, this action on, on her part drives him crazy. Um, because he, he doesn't care for it, and yet she just sticks to it. No matter what, she's there, and she's praying. And uh, he hears her all the time. And one day he overhears her praying, and she's out on her patio, and she says, Lord, um, I, know, I know you're good and that you've got me, but I don't have any groceries, uh, and I, I really need some help. I need you to provide some groceries for me. And uh, she continues on in her prayer, and the, the atheist hears this prayer, and he thinks, huh, this is my opportunity to show her that there is no God. And so he rushes off to the store, and he buys three big bags of groceries, and then he brings them back. And, and when she's not out on her patio, he sets these groceries out on her patio, and he knocks on the door, and he runs back to his house. 
And the woman comes out and she sees the groceries there and she says, hallelujah, Lord, you heard my prayer and you answered it and you provided me groceries. And the atheist jumps up and he goes, ha, he didn't get you those groceries, I did. And she stops and she looks for a minute and she said, hallelujah, Lord, you provided me groceries and you had the devil pay for them. Don't forget, he is risen. He is risen indeed at the end. All right. Easter changes everything. Luke chapter 23, verses 32 through 43 is our scripture reading today. Two other men, both criminals, were also let out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him, and they said, he saved others? Let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, the chosen one. And the soldiers also came up and mocked him, and they offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read this, is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said. Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we're getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you'll be with me in paradise. And blessed be the word of the Lord. I want to talk to you today uh, about two criminals and what that looks like. And that's the first point in your note, two criminals. Now we see these guys mentioned in Matthew's gospel as well, but there's something a little different about the way Matthew records them in this same uh, situation. Matthew 27, 44, it says, in the same way, the robbers or criminals who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. Uh, in Matthew's account, both criminals are heaping insults at Jesus. They're hurling insults at Jesus. They've joined in with the crowd, but something changes. See, and Luke sees the change and he records it for us. One of the criminals stops hurling insults. Luke 23, 39. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence. We are punished justly, for we're getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Something changed. And the big thing is what changed? Now at the cross, at the crucifixion, there was a mob mentality, and, and everyone was hurling insults at Jesus, and it, it had just worked the crowd up, and everyone had joined in, and included the priests, and the soldiers, and even the criminals. But in the midst of all of this, in the midst of everything that Jesus is facing, at the height of his suffering, he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And one of the criminals hears it, and it makes him think. It makes him stop. It catches his attention. There's Jesus suffering on the cross. 
the only one who never should have gone to a cross, the only one who was truly good, the only one who had never sinned. The criminals were there deservedly, but Jesus wasn't. And, and he's being mocked and beaten, and, and, and the people are, are jeering at him and, and tossing these insults at him at the height of his suffering. He demonstrates the height of divine love. Father, forgive them. These two criminals are there. They both hear it. Something happens to one of them. Now, these two criminals in the Gospels are not named. Later on, church history gives them names. And so if you think, oh, I know their names, church history popped those names and backstories onto them at some point in time, but the Gospel writers never gave them names. They were left nameless and faceless. And I think there's a reason for that. I think there's a purpose for that. And that brings me to point number two. There were two criminals, and you are one of them. You're one of them. You're a criminal... I'm a criminal, we're all criminals. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All means all, all of us have sinned. Every single one of us has messed up. We've fallen short, we've done things we shouldn't have done. At that point, we became lawbreakers and criminals. That's what that means, and the all is inclusive. All of us have messed up, we are all broken. And if that concept offends you, if I, when I call you a criminal, I really want you to listen to me because it's very important that you hear what comes out of this. Most people have a tendency to look at life, particularly in our culture, and they define people as good people and bad people. And that's what they look at life as. Well, it's good people and they're bad people. And they even, you know, define themselves that way. And we're, we're pretty lenient on ourselves. And so most of us think that even though we've done all sorts of stuff, well, you know, I'm, I'm basically a good person. This is the predominant view of our culture. And yet it's not supported by Scripture at all. In fact, uh, this week, if you get a chance, go and read Mark 10. And you'll see an encounter that Jesus has with this guy who, by every cultural standard, is a pretty good guy. And he comes to Jesus and he says, hey, what do I need to do? What do I got to do? Because I want to be in heaven with you. And Jesus says, well, you, you need to follow these things. And he pops out four or five of the commandments. And the guy says, I've done that, which isn't really true. And then Jesus says, well, go and sell everything you got and then come follow me. And the guy can't do it. And Jesus is just making a point. It's not about his stuff. It's about really he's not all that good. And he also says, Jesus says, no one is good except God. That's, those are the exact words. No one is good except God. Jesus is God. Jesus is good. And, and he makes this point to what's happening. And so, so it's not about good people and bad people. Now, as I say that, let me say this too, because I just told you you're not, that nobody here is good. Um, a lot of you are really nice. <laughs> nice, re really, really nice, nice, nice folks. But you say, okay, well, what's the difference? See, the thing is, if we start thinking um, that we're good, we have this thing that generally happens where we think that somehow God owes us something then. And that's what happens in our culture. See, they, they think that because they're basically good that they are okay with God because, you know, they're basically good. But see, what defines good and bad then at that point? Uh, is it, is it you're, you're, you're good if because you do more good than bad? Because all of us have messed up. Is it, just, is, it, is it a weight thing? Is it a scale that in the course of your life you hope you do more good stuff than bad stuff? Is that what defines it? Or, you know, is it, is it well, if you just sort of end on a good note? A lot of people, I think, try and live like that. Uh, we'll just end well, and that's what God's going to remember, and then we're good. But see, that's, that's not... 
that how this whole thing works, and, and it gives us a problem um, because we can't define what God looks like, and Jesus already did for us, and he said none of us are good. So if it's not about good and bad, then what is it? And, and here's what it is. Um, it's about people who get that they're criminals and repent and people who don't. It isn't good or bad. It's about repentance. The big question about being a criminal comes down to this. Third point. Which one are you? There's two criminals. You're one of them. Which one are you? See, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. The mission of the church isn't to make bad people good. That's not what we're here for. What Jesus came to do was he came to give criminals who deserve death life. Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin of death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Look at the cross, 1 Peter 2, 23 and 24. This is out of the message paraphrase. They called him every name in the book, and he said nothing back. He suffered in silence, content to let God set things right. He used his servant body to carry our sins to the cross so we could be rid of sin and free to live the right way. Two criminals. One of them walks into paradise with Jesus. One of them walks into paradise with Jesus. Luke 23, 42 and 43 said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, today you'll be with me in paradise. The one who gets it, the one who heard, the one who repents, walks into paradise with Jesus. I had never spent much time thinking about that until these last few weeks. And I've been asking people if they've ever thought about it. You know, on this amazing day when Jesus defeats death and and enters back into glory where he'd come from. And I got to think it was a big, big event. And and I don't don't know, I wasn't there, uh, but I had this thing, you know, that angels were were awaiting the event and they were, you know, doing the angel thing that angels do and woo, glory, because that's what angels do. And, And Jesus comes walking in and then they're looking and they're like, who's that guy with Jesus? And Jesus said, he's with me. I just met him. He gets it, and he's in with me. He gets it. It's not good or bad. They're all criminals. It's people that get it, people that don't. People who get, they're broken, that they're a mess, that they've fallen short, cry out to Jesus. People who don't. That's what it's all about. See, that's, that's the heart of, of Easter. That's the, the heart of the message. It's the heart of the, of the good news, the gospel. That's the gospel message, that, that we're a mess, and God loves us so much that he made a, made a way for us in Christ to have life with him now and forever. John 10, 10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's how Easter changes everything, in Christ Because of what he did at the cross, we can go from criminals who deserve death to being a people forgiven and set free and able to experience real life in him now and forever. It isn't about whether you think you're good. The simple reality is that you're a criminal. And the big question of life is which one are you? Which one? One walks in to paradise with Jesus. And one doesn't. Which one are you? And I want to do something a little different today, if that's okay. Is that uh, it's Easter, and I thought that uh, we could sing a song together. 
to the Lord as sort of our gift to him today? He loves your voice. I don't care what anybody else has ever said. He loves it. And mine and even my shaky guitar playing, he's pretty happy with. And uh, let me put a guitar on here. And uh, the, the chorus of this song I want you to sing with me. And it, it's really pretty simple. It's just hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah means praise the Lord. And uh, you'll get it and we'll get you started. And then hopefully you'll, you'll sing all these choruses with me because they'll get better that way. It was easier before the old man glasses. They actually slide down during my singing and I can't do anything about it and they start to pinch my nose and make it all nasally, but that's okay. Probably too much information at this point. I love you, Lord, with all my heart. You've given me a brand new star. And I just want to sing this song to you. Well, it goes like this. The fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, and the major lift. My heart and soul are praising. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. A crown of thorns placed on his head. He knew that he would soon be dead. He said, did you forget me, Father, did you? They nailed him to a wooden cross. Soon all the world would feel the loss of Christ the King before us. Hallelujah. 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 He hung his head, prepared to die, then lifted his face up to the sky. He said, I am coming home now, Father, to you. A reed which held his final sip was gently lifted to his lips. He drank his last, then gave his soul to glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The soldier who had used his sword to pierce the body of our Lord said truly this was Jesus Christ our Savior 
He looked with fear upon his sword and turned to face his Christ and Lord, fell to his knees crying, Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Took from his head the thorny crown and wrapped him in a linen gown and laid him down to rest inside the tomb. The holes in his hands, his feet, his side. Now in our hearts we know he died to save us from ourselves. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Three days went by. Again they came to move the stone, to bless the slain with oil and spice anointing, hallelujah. But as they went to move the stone, they saw that they were not alone, for Jesus Christ has risen, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sing with me, church. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
Ghost. You're one of them. Which one are you? If you've never just gone to Jesus and said, I'm sorry, Lord, I've messed up, I'm broken. Do it today. Just go and ask him to forgive you, and he will. And then invite him into your life to be your Lord and Savior. It is the best decision you will ever make. And do it today because you need to do it today. There's already people against the wall who will pray for you. You go and tell them, I need to know Jesus like that today. I want to know him as my Lord and Savior because he defeated death for you. And he rose again. So you go and get prayer if you need it today. Thank you for being here. If you're going to stay and have food with us, bless it all. And uh, thanks for coming. And, and Father, I just thank you for what you're doing in our lives and for your goodness to us and your faithfulness. We love you so much. And may the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go this day in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for coming. Remember, be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we can get one lost child back to dad. Have a great day. Prayer over there. Go get prayer. Go to Jesus today. Food in the back. God bless you guys. Have a great Easter.